You may be seated. Well, uh, I know that for some of you, the incense is bringing back memories of a profligate youth. I understand that. Uh, you're of a certain age, uh, 60s, 70s. Uh, we're, we're pretty wild. I guess that hasn't changed a lot. Uh, but this, these, uh, this incense, actually, as we remember from God's Word and Revelation, reminds us of the prayers of the saints ascending before the throne of God. So it's a way of just offering up prayer continuously, even with uh, tangible objects like incense. Well, tonight we've gathered on the Feast of All Saints. We had beautiful readings from the Scriptures. I, I love that passage, particularly from Isaiah, on this mountain, the Lord will swallow up the, the pall that has been over, the shroud that has been over all people. He will swallow up death. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm reminded that the Hebrew word uh, for death and the Hebrew word for swallow are very close. Mot is the Hebrew word for death, I think. And, and then the word for swallowing up is a play on words. But God, the great maul that devours Everything we love, death will be swallowed up by the living God. And we celebrate that tonight. That's the encouragement that we have from the scriptures. I want to talk to you this evening, though, a little bit about what we, what this, why we would even have this particular celebration. The Feast of All Saints has, has often been referred to as the Christian Memorial Day. The Christian Memorial Day. It's the day that we celebrate the lives of those believers who have gone on from membership in the church militant, that's the church, that's us in the struggle right now, we're still in the battle in this world, they have gone on to be part of the church triumphant, those believers who are now in glory in the presence of Jesus. It's a day that we remember, yes, those great heroes of the faith who embodied genuine discipleship in such a way that still inspires us today. I remember when I was a very young Christian, there, was a, uh, there were radio stations, Christian radio stations, uh, scattered throughout North Carolina. This is long before K-Love. No, this is back when they were rebroadcasting the Moody Bible Network from Chicago, Illinois. I always wanted to be a radio announcer. And, uh, and on that, uh, there would be, uh, a, every week, there, and actually it came on more than once a week, as I recall, uh, there was stories of great Christians. And they had the studio organ. You know, they're playing it. That was their sound effects. It was like, this is like a theater in 1920-something, you know, before the sound was on, on the movie screen. They would have those big theater organs. And, uh, and they would re, uh, reenact. They would, they would dramatize lives of Christians like, you know, uh, good evangelical saints like John Newton, you know, who wrote, um, wrote Amazing Grace or Amy Carmichael or... Uh, John Wesley, so they, these great figures from uh, our, our Protestant Christian past, I, I think they probably did some from before the Reformation as well, but they were lifted up. And what it was, is it was a celebration and inspiration from the lives of those great Christians. And I remember that it was inspiring to me as a young Christian to hear their stories. So we remember heroes like that tonight. But heroes that and some of those heroes actually show up on the Christian calendar. But I guess you would call those heroes uh, capital letter saints, saints with a capital S. But we also remember those saints, listen, those believers who shaped our lives, who shaped us at a more individual and intimate level, those moms and dads, 
spouses, even children, youth leaders, Sunday school teachers, and occasionally even a pastor or two who have died and are now with Christ. And we celebrate those maybe small letter saints that shaped us and helped us follow Christ. And it's especially a time for us to remember our loved ones whose absence we feel keenly this evening, particularly if you have suffered the loss of a loved one in the last year or so. This is a night when we remember those Christian loved ones that have gone on to be with the Lord. Because at this celebration tonight, we remember that we are still connected to our Christian kinfolk. Just call, it's, it, it's like I've said before, uh, it's like being a, a, a voter in Chicago. Just because you're dead doesn't get you off the roll. You are still a part of God's church. You are still a part of God's family. And they stand in worship before the throne of God tonight. And that's what I want us to focus on in this little homily. Many times when we have a special Christian holy day at Christ Church, like the Feast of All Saints, we often turn to the words of wise and godly believers who have gone before us in the Lord. And that seems especially appropriate on the Feast of All Saints. And so tonight, I want you to listen to a message from a great Missouri Synod Lutheran pastor, and you're going to love this name, Berthold von Schenk. By the way, he was an American. He lived from 1895 to 1974. And he wrote a beautiful passage. He wrote a, uh, he wrote a book called Presence. And in it, he speaks to this idea of why we have this holiday this evening. Listen to what he said. When we are bereft of dear ones, it is a tremendous shock. For a time, we are stunned. Not everyone can feel at once their continuing companionship. We should not for that reason despair. An adjustment must take place in our lives, reaching deep into our habits, emotions, and thoughts. Some souls may make this adjustment, uh, adjustment quickly, but for most of us it comes slowly and hard. Many an hour is filled with loneliness and agonizing doubt. But ourselves, we can never make this adjust, adjustment. We must come to a sense of the continuing presence of our loved ones, and we can do this if we realize the presence of our living Lord. As we seek and find our risen Lord, we shall find our dear departed. They are with Him. And we find the reality of their continued life through Him. The saints are a part of the church. We worship with them. They worship the risen Christ face to face while we worship the same risen Christ under the veil of bread and wine at the altar. At the communion, we are linked with heaven, with the communion of saints, with our loved ones. Here at the altar, focused to a point, we find our communion with the dead. For the altar is the closest meeting place between us and our Lord. That place must be the place of closest meeting with our dead who are in His keeping. The altar is the trysting place. You don't hear that word very often. The trysting place where we meet our beloved Lord. It must therefore also be the trysting place where we meet our loved ones for they are with the Lord. 
how pathetic it is to see men and women going out to the cemetery, kneeling on the mound, placing little sprays of flowers and wiping their tears from their eyes and knowing nothing else. How hopeless they look. Oh, that they would take them, oh, that we could take them by the hand away from the grave, out through the cemetery gate, in through the door of the church and up the nave to the very altar itself and there put them in touch, not with the dead body of their loved one, but with the living soul who is with Christ at the altar. Our human nature needs more than the assurance that someday, in some, some way, we will meet our loved ones again in heaven. That is all gloriously true. But how does it help us now? When we then view death in the light of the communion of saints, remember that phrase from the Apostles' Creed? When we then view death in light of the communion of saints and holy communion, there is no helpless bereavement. My loved one has just left and gone on a long journey, but I am still in touch with her. I know that there is a place where we can meet. It is at the altar. How it thrills me when I hear the words of the liturgy. There, listen, we're going to hear it tonight. Therefore, with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. For I know that she is there with that company of heaven, the communion of saints with the Lord. The nearer I come to my Lord in holy communion, the nearer I come to the saints, to my loved ones. I am a member of the body of Christ. I'm a living cell in that spiritual organism, partaking of the life of the other cells and sharing in the body of Christ himself. There is nothing fanciful or unreal about this. Indeed, it is the most real thing in my life. Of course I miss my loved one. I, I should miss her, but I should miss her as if she had taken a long holiday trip. But now, since, listen, but now since she is what some people call dead, she is closer to me than ever. Of course I miss her physical presence bitterly. I miss her voice and the sound of her approaching footsteps, but I've not lost her. And when my sense of loss becomes too great, I can always go to our meeting place at the altar where I receive the body and blood of my Lord that preserves my body and soul just as it preserved her unto everlasting life. Do learn to love the altar as the meeting place with our beloved who have passed within the veil. Here again, the sacrament is the heart of our faith. The blessed sacrament links us not merely to Bethlehem and Calvary, but to the whole world beyond the grave itself. For at the altar, for at the altar, the infinite is enshrined in the finite. Heaven stoops down to earth, and the seen and the unseen meet. Brothers and sisters, when we come to the Lord's table tonight, when we stand before this representation of the throne of God here on earth, when we come to the Lord's table tonight, we are coming with all of our loved ones who have gone on to be with the Lord.
uh, Bertolt von, Sch uh, von Schenk closed with this prayer. I'll close with this prayer. Let us pray. O God, the King of saints, we praise and magnify your holy name. For all your servants who have finished their course in your faith and fear. For the Blessed Virgin Mary, for the holy patriarchs, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, for the prophets, apostles and martyrs, and for all your other righteous servants. And we pray you that encouraged by their example and strengthened by their fellowship, we may attain to everlasting life only through the merits and mediation of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 